Riverdale Rewind, brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. Why, hello. We're back. We're back. After two weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. It's maybe, has it been longer than two weeks? Yeah. No, it's been two weeks because last week we couldn't do it because of the Christmas party. The following week, or like the week before that was Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah. It's been two weeks. We're back. But the show is now on mid-season hiatus. (laughs) So we're back and then we're going to be gone again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I thought it's been moving along pretty well these last two. We're going to be recapping the last two episodes. Um, But I thought it's... I was pleased with them. What was your general take? I was pleased. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like it was moving at a at a steady pace. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, you know, Dodger and that whole family situation. I felt like it, I think the pathway is pretty obvious and and pretty on pace on that kind of subject. Yeah, I I also could completely do without that whole yes plot line. I guess they just didn't know what to do with Archie this season. Yeah, you know, and obviously they always use him as you know a segue to other things. Yeah. Um, so Dodger and his family are gone, gone then out of out of Riverdale for at least right now. After uh, Archie beat up old school quote unquote mm-hmm. beat up. Dodger in a fist fight, no, well, no knives, even though the knives came about because Dodger grabbed one, no guns. And as Dodger's mom watched and was packing up the vehicle, um, Archie then turns around and sees the neighborhood kids. The neighborhood kids see him just bloody pumping like iron into Dodger's face pretty much. Yeah. Was the mom's getaway vehicle a Scott Clark car by chance? <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> it Well, she needs to update her car, and she should go to Scott Clark. That was a good segue, I that thought. That was. Thanks, dude, because, like, my mind, the wheels are turning, but the hamster's dead right now. Yeah, it's just flopping around. <laughs> it's just plonk, plonk, Same. plonk, 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 plonk. Yes, you should go to Scott Clark Auto Group for all your car needs. Um, yeah, I... I... <sighs> My still my favorite plot line is the Jughead one. I like at least that Cheryl is is getting her Cheryl got her groove back a little bit. <laughs> like she seems to be instead of in the trance of like the weird. It's better when she's being a little evil than being the victim. Yes, I guess one hundred percent. And I felt like for the Blossom plot, it was starting to go flat. Yes. They didn't know really what to do next with her. Um, finally, she's closing that chapter with her brother. Her. Mm-hmm her mummy brother and sent him off in the water to burn the body. Um, How creeped out were you about Penelope sneaking around the house and living in the house without anybody knowing? Not that creeped out because I would totally expect something like that. I was like, somebody has to be doing it. And the most likely scenario is it's Penelope. So it's super creepy, but nothing surprises me with their family yes and now she penelope blossom is now in what was that the bunker um hide not hiding out but i guess like prison yeah they've imprisoned her in that the bunker from last season which is such a useful bunker i'd like to go sleep in that bunker right now i would like to take a black light to that bunker no i would not (laughs) like to do that i'd like to bring in fresh 
fresh laundry and put that down <laughs> on something and then lay and take a nap and it'll hibernate. Be, it'll be like Dateline. Yes. I feel like the need to hibernate this winter. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel I feel like we should adopt that bear quality as humans. Let's do it. I'm okay. Yes. Um, the... I thought the whole thing with finding the grandpa, well, it would seem to be way easier than I anticipated it was going to be, but Jughead's grandpa and him explaining the past of the um, Baxter Brothers books, basically that he had written them and then sold them, and then the after success of that is what caused him to drink. So is he still drinking to this moment, or is he now like a recovering alcoholic, but just because he secluded himself from the world? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he lives in the middle of the woods. I guess he might be moonshining. He could be. Yeah. But do you think something bad happened to the grandpa because Jughead arrives back at the bus that he converted and grandpa's nowhere to be seen? I would assume something has probably happened to him because um, that's just how the show is. But I, w- I also wonder if it's everything is still part of a bigger plot line that they're else maybe Jughead and the grandpa are in on it has to do with the murder at the end of the, um, in the, in the spring break episode. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. The quote unquote murder, which I, I'm a still firm believer that maybe this is the story that Mm -hmm. Jughead's writing for the brother, the Banksy was Baxter brothers. (laughs) Banksy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what, what brothers thing? The Baxter brothers. Um, but I think it's, and I think that could work because I guess the first story he wrote was really season one of Riverdale. So maybe he is currently writing season three. That's yeah. around four, around four, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, season 18 of Riverdale and he is narrator after all. So you never know. Right. The whole thing could be a book. Clearly, he's not dead. They're not going to kill off Jughead. But, I mean, it goes back to our original theory in season one that because Jughead's narrating the entire series, Mm -hmm. this is all a story. Yeah. Question for you. Even though we think they're not really going to kill off Jughead, but what with everybody getting into college next year, what would they do with season five? I don't know. There's going to be a season five. Is it going to be like Saved by the Bell after the bell or whatever? I think they're going to have to. College years. They're going to do all of the college stuff Mm -hmm. on like spring break, winter break, summer break. So it's not going to be. Yeah, that's true. So like they're coming home from college. Mm -hmm. They'll see where Archie is at that moment because Archie's says that he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he has a lot of aspirations. Um, which brings me to the Lodge family. Yeah, they're a mess. I did They like, really are a mess. I liked the the previous episode with all the therapy because I've yes. been saying that the, the people of Riverdale need to all go to therapy. So I kind of liked that session. I thought that she was pretty good. I thought they were all mouthy and... and who, do you ever talk to a doctor like that? Or a, an adult? I've sassed a doctor before but because they know they were wrong. I remember you telling me I that. I sassed my dermatologist because he had told me I had one thing. And then in the next appointment, he told me I did not have that thing. And I was crazy. And I was like, look at the chart, sir. And he did. <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I wouldn't talk to the therapist like a jerk like that. They, and they all were pretty defensive, too. And they're all trying to belittle her intelligence. 
Right. Which I was like, mm, you guys are really stupid high schoolers, so I don't think you should. <laughs> right. And you know what? I, I think it's crazy. We have to remember these are high schoolers, okay? Mm-hmm. And what they're going through is like adult level stuff, like running it's a weird. business. Yeah. Uh, becoming a rum maker when you're under 21. Veronica's a good two years away from a full mental breakdown. Right. Yeah. Like she's going to be somebody who like goes off social media for a year and you don't know what happened to them. And it's because they had a they had to recover because of all her craziness that she dealt with in her youth that yes. she didn't need to do. She should just be being a kid. Yep. And wearing jeans. And and Betty, who is like FBI slash now able to go through another psychotic underworld thing and tell yeah. Dark Betty, don't go play. That's weird. Like, we're, we're giving Betty too much. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm fine a little bit with some of the supernatural kind of stuff that is part of Riverdale, but I think they do it a little cornily now. Mm-hmm. Like... Like the whole tangerine thing, like I don't know. That's really specific. Tangerine, yeah. Tangerine. I wish it would just make me fall asleep. Say tangerine. it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Which we do uh, see. What's her name? Um, Evelyn. Evelyn in jail. Which. I feel like she's taken on now, like, the creepiness. Yeah. She was never really, she was, like, weird, but I never felt like she was creepy until that scene. Yeah. I, well, I, I guess that she'll get creepier being in prison, but I always thought she was a little creepy. Yeah. But do we ever figure out how old she was? Yeah. She was, like, I want to say late 20s. Okay. Or, like, 30. Because she was... In high school, supposedly, like, four or five different times. Yeah, the whole farm thing was creepy. But I think, I don't know, and I'm sure they're playing to a specific audience, but I think that's some of the fault with with some of these seasons is, like, they're on a good path and it could be creepy and, like, almost like a a thriller, but there's a little too much camp. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just what they're doing because it is based on, like, comics and comics are campy. But I think that's what deters me sometimes with Riverdale is, like, the – the addition of a little unbelievable camp that's like, ah, oh, you're like so close to, you're so close to like the tone I w- would want for this kind of a right. story. And then it just kind of derails. And that's my, that's my critique. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, how do you feel like this season's going compared to the other ones? By far my favorite season was season one. Yeah. Um, I feel like this season is now getting back on track. I felt like season two was really good, but you started seeing the downfall. Season three was a downfall, I feel like. And season four is now the rise. It's it's on the right track. Right. I really liked the whole thing with the uh, thinking Jug, Jughead is dead, the flash forwards. I hope they continue to do those well instead of, like, making it, I don't know. They're bad about, like, doing red herrings and, like, I don't know, but then sometimes the real obvious thing actually is what happened. You're like, ah, yeah, there's no payoff there. Um, So I hope they continue to keep that mystery. Um, We see that in, I think it's the, not this last one episode, Tangerine, the one before where we see um, Brett and the girl at the school are identifying Jug, um, Archie, Betty, and Veronica in the lineup as the people who they saw kill Mm -hmm. Jughead. But then at the end of this 
Last episode, don't you see Betty with a rock crushing drug heads? Yes, yes. And being and Archie like checking his pulse and being like, Betty, what did you do? Yeah. So not sure what that's all about either. Yeah, and like Betty wasn't the thing wasn't meant for her to kill Jughead. Like the whole hypnosis thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but we gotta remember Jughead did crush a skull with a rock very similar to the one that she had in her hand for um the whole initiation oh, yeah, that, process yeah. mm-hmm. so i don't know if maybe that inspired jughead for the that detail of the book that he's writing yeah i guess again i still think that's we're, that we're right on that assumption that mm-hmm. it's all fake for a book yeah and that even fp's in on it and maybe they're trying to do this to weed out because they're, they're okay. So remember the kind of the beginning of the second to last episode where they're Jughead and Betty figure out they're so close to determining there have been a lot of murders at that mm-hmm. school. Yes. I think they were all in cahoots and they're all trying to weed out those Brett and that girl. I can't remember her name. Yeah. She's, she's the girl, the girl, the female at the school, uh, Marlena and, and the whole school itself, DuPont and everything trying to, flush out the murder in that situation. So I think FP's in on it all. Mm-hmm. Like in on the murders or in on the knowledge? In on the knowledge. Because that's why, because look, he's got that card he can play. He's like, my dad's the um, sheriff. So like, dad, I need you to do this. I need you to like declare me dead. I need you to do, you know, like we're going to. So then we can uncover, uncover all of all. the evidence and uncover this yeah. mystery. Yeah. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's too easy for him not to do that. So that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. You do that. And then I would like to get some of Veronica and Hiram's rum. Yeah. So um, the patent was signed on the rum. That was a grandmother's recipe. And basically... Which, this is what's confusing me. Um, Columbia is doing the interview with Veronica. Mm -hmm. And she's the person who's doing the interview, the principal or dean or whoever, um, is so excited to hear Veronica's story. So she's going to hear about this, the speakeasy. Going to hear about her now going to be developing the rum. Mm -hmm. Is Veronica going to get accepted to a school and uh, like, or is her dad's going to sabotage it? She's doing all that underage. Right. Really not actually illegal. I think it's right. It's illegal. And I do have a friend back in the day, she applied to Columbia and you do an interview and you go there. (laughs) They don't come to your speakeasy. Right. (laughs) So, well, I know we're stretching our uh, imagination on this show. Right. Even though like, Veronica's assistant called the dean's assistant and I'd be insist. like, ew, you have an assistant and you're in high school? Ew. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want anything to do with that. And you turned down Harvard for petty reasons? I mean, I get it, but I'd also just, I don't know. I the, the, You know what? To be honest, I'm tired of the Veronica versus Hiram yeah. thing. You, you feel like it's played out? It's played out. And I think the whole, I hate the, like, the philosophical ways to end the problem. You have to, like an Oedipus, you have to kill him. And I'm like, oh, so she's going to theoretically or metaphorically kill him now. That's, With the rum she develops. It's, it's weak. It's To me, it's weak. It's weak plot device. And Too I easy. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Honestly, if the show maybe only had one other subplot and focused only on the drughead situation and really flushed that out a little bit more mystery and that I would like. Uh-huh. It could be a half hour show. 
Like, <laughs> there are no CW shows that are half hours, and I that will always be my complaint. Is it because of the action, though? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, there's a lot of action in CW's no, shows. Um, no, it's because, I mean, that's what the, the network orders is an hour-long pilot. So, like, The Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was written for Showtime originally, and the half-hour pilot for that was quite good. And then the, the Showtime ended up passing on it. And so CW picked it up as a pilot, and they had it elongated, which actually killed some of the pacing of the comedic timing and jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to add in, like, superfluous plot. So the original Showtime, now I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's a really good show, but when the, the original Showtime pilot I saw, because also they could be a little edgier, because it's Showtime, not a you know broadcast, uh, they uh, it was a little bit better. I thought it was funnier. Um, it lost me when the, in the half, second half hour, because they kind of just stretched everything. And mm-hmm. to me, sometimes less is more. Right. Yeah. I also write 10-second promos for a living. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're gonna wrap it up what do you uh think we're gonna be returning with mm, i will we're we're gonna so once this kind of let's come back in like late feb late january or february january 15th oh, okay so january 15th we're only a few months out of spring break at that point so not a ton of episodes so we're gonna really i think dive in more to this whole baxter brothers mystery plot mm-hmm. and then i don't know the rum wars the rum wars. Maybe maybe they'll take Veronica's rum and douse Cheryl's house with it and set it all on fire with the Dodger family. <laughs> that would be... It's pretty violent, but it's a good end. Pretty epic. And pretty the farm epic. people. Also, yeah, like, why are we still talking about the farm? Close but, out the farm. Ooh, but I do, like, I do want to see more with Charles. I think he is a good creepy character with a lot of mystery. Yeah, I, I don't want to trust him, but I'm trusting but him. he has those trusting blue eyes. Yeah, like he's holding Betty's hand while she goes into uh, her journey to kill or protect Dark Betty before she becomes Dark Betty. And yes, the dramatics with the darkness, the darkness. You just you need more sleep, kids. Yeah, we're (laughs) ending it like me, too. Bye. Follow us at Jessica Barilla and find Riverdale fandom on WCCV Charlotte dot com. No, we burden. (laughs) See ya.